Good evening, everybody. This is your host, Hughes Pop, from the Hughes Pop Wrestling Podcast. Tonight, we are blessed to have two guys from the SCW. They are two lawyers from the SCW. Their faction is called the Punitive Damage. Welcome to the show, Warren and Eric Schultz. How are you guys doing tonight? All right. Thanks for having us, Scott. Thank you for coming on. Eric, doesn't he let you talk at all? I mean, what's going on? Maybe. Maybe. Warren, well, he's not my wife or my husband. Uh, it's Warren Freiberg. Uh, yeah. I'm Eric Schultz, but uh, but no, yeah, we're uh, we're doing just good. Uh, uh, pleased to be here, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, I'm just curious. I mean, I know where I started as a, a fan of wrestling. Um, can you guys go through your what you what was like with a fan? What you used to watch? Who your um, favorites were? Sure, you want to go ahead, uh, Freiberg? Yeah, so I started watching in the early 90s. I, think. I remember watching a little bit like, you know, 90, 91, but it was a couple of years later I really got into it. Uh, the the main guy I always liked was was Undertaker. I was a huge Undertaker fan uh, starting from the early 90s. And, you know, it was, it was great that I could just keep watching him and watching him until a, a couple, couple of years ago, uh, like Bret Hart, um, Shawn Michaels. And then uh, when you had the Monday Night Wars, uh, got into the NWO, and then you, know, you had Stone Cold and, and The Rock. So I mean, I was, a, I was a pretty traditional '90s fan. You know, pretty much all the all the big names names at that point got me into wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Uh, I would say pretty similarly. Um, it was 1998, um, and it was all kind of a mix of like getting uh, WCW NWO World Tour for the Nintendo 64. And I was playing that game before I even knew kind of what wrestling was. So I, that's what got me interested in kind of what was on TV. Right. And then my brother, who's 10 years older than me, was always into pro wrestling. He was in, in like the Hogan Warrior area or era. And then so Tattooed Era is when kind of the, you know, Hogan or the Stone Cold Rock era. Um, but yeah, I remember my first uh, pay-per-view was WCW NWO sold out 1998 when uh, Kevin Nash kind of botched the uh, jackknife on, uh, on Big Show. <laughs> And so I was like, I was just after that, I remember being in fourth grade and the next day, just telling everybody in class about it. And it was just so, so cool. And it's been kind of, uh, just been kind of interested in ever since. Okay. So now were you guys, WWE guys, WCW guys more, or both? I was uh, more WWE except for like that, you know, brief period, 96 to 98, when like the NWO was, was huge. But uh, mm-hmm. other than that, pretty much always WWE. Okay. Well, I agree. Yeah, like in '98, I think the it was a, it was almost 50 50. You know, it was just like it. And I remember also on Monday nights doing the classic flipping back and forth between Raw and Nitro. Yeah. And so we would do that. So, but all that to say, it just seemed like WWF was a little bit cooler, right. you know, among the boys. So I kind of leaned a little bit more towards WWF. Okay. So, um, do you watch mainstream stuff now? Do you watch WWE? Yeah, I mean, I watch a little bit more now. Um, lately, you know, it's been, I think it's been getting a little bit more interesting lately. You know, the last couple of years, it wasn't, I was kind of losing my interest. You know, the main product was a little dry for me um, or, any kind of, or any kind of televised product for that matter. Um, but, uh, and then when AEW started, that was kind of interesting. And then, you know, now I feel like I'm watching, uh, I'm a little bit more interested in knowing what's going on nowadays. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying more, more WWE. Uh, every now and then I, I watch a little bit of, AEW, but it's it's there's just not as much there that's really catching my attention as, as WWE, and I, and I pay more attention to a lot of indie stuff now than I used to. Absolutely. You guys acknowledge the Tribal Chief? 
Yeah. I yeah. Like yeah. They're, I'm not a, I mean, I'm not a fan of them, but I also like, you, you can't kind of deny how well he's been built up, you know? So, so I mean, from just from, a, uh, I like him. I like him much better as a heel. Oh, oh, never like, never like babyface Roman. Well, I think, said. I well mean, three years, three years ago, um, at a pay per view when he came through that locker room door, and there sat Paul Heyman, and he just—that's when he turned heel. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what's up. You know? Hands yeah. down, yeah, that that was the right decision for sure. No, no one Absolutely. would dispute that. So we have uh, Dave Sadler in here. What's up, Doris? <laughs> Whoever that is, um, no idea. But, uh, hey, uh, so I got to ask this question. It's more of a trick question than anything, but it's along the WCW era. Who's the greatest WCW champion of all time? I would say Flair. Mm-hmm. Greatest WCW champion of all time. Uh, I That's uh, a tough one. I You know, I, I go back to just like when I watched, and I, I'll say this. Uh, Maybe we'll say I'll I'll make it controversial. No, I can't. I don't want to say that one. Never mind. Um, that's a tough question, man. Who knows? Uh, maybe we'll say Nash just to be cool. I just want to give a cool right. name. Well, I'm going to give you a better name, David Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that one, but you got me beat. You got I me mean, beat. Better, better than Russo. I'll give you that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Good, so. good call, boys. <laughs> so, as you guys are on different paths, obviously different lives and stuff. I'm. When did you decide that, yep, that's what I'm going to be a pro wrestler? And when did you go? And what training camp did you seek out when you did that? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, so for me, it was um, uh, 2019, because uh, as much as I was into the televised project, I never really checked out the independent scene. I was never into it until about 2019. Then I thought, you know what? Why don't I go check out uh, one of these local shows? And I got a buddy to go with me. And it was the very first one I went to. And I, I was like, oh, man, I, this would be this looks like some fun, you know, again, because it, you know, to, to watch the televised product, you think, well, that's those are, you know, it's like watching an NFL game and thinking oh, I can get out there and do that. It's like, obviously, you couldn't, you know, these are machines of men, of athletes, and they're just, you know, they're specimens. And but when you go to an indie show, it's like, oh, you know, there's a lot more, a little more theater, a little bit more character driven. And so it's like um, this and it looked like a lot of fun. So that's kind of what it was for me by the end of 2019. Okay. So for me, you know, it's, it's something I thought about a lot over the years. And I just had a lot of things going on, you know, college and, and law school. And uh, at, at one point I, I was over 400 pounds and I, I got COVID in, in 2020 mm-hmm. and had a little bit of a, of a health scare diabetic, really high blood pressure. And so 2021 was spent losing a lot of weight. And after about a year, when I got under 300 pounds, which was first time I'd done that since high school, about 20 years ago, I was feeling pretty good. And I started thinking, you know, is there anything I'd missed out on or anything that I, that I really wanted to try? Right. And the things, the one thing I kept coming back to was, you know, I was watching pro wrestling. I was thought about it. Actually, one of the, one of the things that influenced me, if you've seen that David Arquette documentary where he started training in his forties after a heart attack. And I was kind of thinking, you know, I think I could, I could do this. I want to, want to give it a shot. And, uh, I, I got lucky, you know, when I, when I was asking around, cause I wasn't going to indie shows at the time. Uh, I had met this guy one time. I saw him on Facebook. He's posting pictures. He's in a, in a ring. And I said, Hey, you know, what is this? How do I get involved? And he introduced me to SCW. Awesome. Yeah. 
I uh, lied to you too, just jump in. So sorry, I, uh, I, I had started just to make mention of it. I had started training. Uh, I forgot the other part of the question. But I had started training with CSW, which was Chicago style wrestling. And that's up in River Grove. Um, I do currently train with Southland, SCW. Um, but uh, that's where I started, uh, was up closer to the city um, with Chicago style before I went down to Southland. I was going to say a question about Southland, training in Southland and stuff like that. But um, I was about to ask that now since we're talking about training. What makes you guys, what keeps you guys, both you guys motivated and going? Because I hear that you guys both bust your ass and get in that training um, center as much as you can. So what, what motivates you with the busy, busy um, lives that you have? You know, for, for me, it's something that I, I really wanted to do. And I kind of got this second chance, you know, getting in shape later in life. I mean, I, I didn't step into a wrestling ring until I was 37 years old, which is really old for anybody to, to just start training so it's just that i have this this opportunity now to to do this um you know it's not something i'm, I'm going to be able to do forever so i want to work as, as hard as i can and, and take it as far as i can so you know if i'm having kind of an off day i'm feeling kind of tired it's like no you know this is this is the time to do it this is what you always thought about doing and i'll force myself to to go on there and and, and work yeah 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 I, um it's uh i think too just I got in a little late, not quite as late as uh, Freiburg. I, I was 32 when I started, but still, um, I think the idea is again to compare yourself to someone else's uh, a skill set or uh, ability or even physique or anything like that is kind of a you know um, really not something you ought to do. It's really just about comparing yourself to yourself. And if you can, if I can see myself uh, from two years ago, and I'm you know doing better than that from two years ago, then I think that's really what it's all about. It's just kind of landing on your own moon, so to speak. And, um, and, and yeah, it's been, uh, and it's been actually, uh, just seeing the, the results, you know, if I, if I can put them over my phrase there, <laughs> but just, you know, I'm sincerely though, just to kind of see like the, the little bit, you know, even just a little progression I've made again, may not be even that, uh, noticeable to anybody else, but I notice it, you know, because I'm living with it. So, and that's been really fun and encouraging and, and motivating. So. Awesome. So you know, we hear that fa that phrase, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. Talk to us about how not fake taking a bump is and, and, the, and the, not just in training alone. Talk about that. Well, let's see. Um, what, what are some of the, I mean, I, I've never, thankfully never been seriously injured, but God, uh, you know, t taking a, a little off punch from an, an MMA fighter one time. Uh, that was uh, fun. Um, did something to my abdomen. I thought I had a hernia, but that was, it seems to just be a, a minor tear sprain or whatever. I got something going on with my, my knee right now. Um, but you know, luckily that's, that's nothing major. Uh, you know, the, the one thing I, I, I always say that I think is weird is, you know, people think, oh, you know, are, are you going to get really hurt, you know, taking a, a suplex or body slam or, or something, uh, uh, you know, off the, the middle rope or the top rope, luckily never had any issues with that. And then the weird thing is some of the most hurt I've ever had is you just hit a tag wrong and slam your finger oh, yeah. and that hurts for, for two or three days. Um, yeah. So it, it it hurts and and there's a lot of guys like i know schultz probably seen them at csw too usually they're younger they're in their 20s they come in there like a house on fire i got all these ideas i got this, this great gimmick 
And then they try taking a bump or two, and you never see them again. And that's probably half the guys who I've seen come through SCW in the last two years. Mm. Yeah, it's um, as as far as this, you know, kind of the F word in wrestling is goes, you know, it's uh, obviously well. The, the thing I always like to say, and the story I always like to tell, is like, um, you know, if I was in line to see a movie, if we were all in line to see like a new Marvel movie, you know, it would be strange for me to go up to the people in line and go, "Hey, you know, that's not really Robert Downey Jr. flying around in an Iron Man suit, right?" Right. You know? Right. You guys know that, right? You know, oh, you know that? Why are you still watching it? Well, obviously, people know that. They know that it's, you know, a production. But nonetheless, it's entertaining. And so, um, you know, there's still theater and entertainment to be had. And um, and in this case, still physicality, like a lot of stunts, you know, because obviously, like you said, to take a slam or a bump isn't fake. Technically, by definition, that's not fake. You know, it's a real bump. And it's it, you're really, you know, slamming your body down. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's just, I, I've always figured that, you know, like, I don't know what people think, like that people don't know that or something, or, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't get what that dude, that David right. Schultz clap was all about. I, I think there's still this weird misconception. People think the, the ring is like five yeah. inches of padding or something like that. Like oh, if it's slammed on a bed. It, it is not, it is yeah. definitely not. I was just at a, I was just at a promotion down here. I'll talk about um, um, independent promotions. You know, I was, I was in, I'm living in Panhandle, Florida, and you don't get much wrestling down here. And I've, I've seen an ad for a um, XIW Extreme Impact Wrestling over in Panama City with uh, Adrian Whisper, Damian Wayne, Bordell Walker, Jackson Slade, some of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got there early enough because I wanted to. I just, I'm a wrestling junkie. I get there early enough, and they're setting up the ring and. The pad, they're talking about the pad being, you know, people think the pad's five inches thick. That damn two by four, the eight by tens, they're that thick yeah. on, a, on a metal frame. Yeah. And a, this thick of a pad. And I'm yeah. like, heck no, I'm not going to do that. You know, and I just, so I, I got the experience. And then we talked about, you talked about the emotions put into an um, independent wrestling uh, show compared to act, the, the, the main stage. You guys in the independent um, scene, I got to give you guys props because you guys go out there, bust your butt day in and day out, put on a good show, and it's real. It, it just feels real. You know what I'm saying? I watch right. your shows on um, at, on YouTube, and it, it just feels like, oh, my God, it's real. You don't have to ask for you, know, you, you, you guys do whatever you do. You don't have to say, is that real? Because you know. It, it looks so real. You guys, so I, I praise to you guys at the independent scene. You guys knock it off the charts, and I that's so I'm more of an indie guy than a I mean, to be honest with you, I thought last night's Royal Rumble sucked, I thought it was horrible. I've heard that a lot, I've heard, that's and, actually, uh, I'm hearing that a lot actually. And I, I haven't like, seen it yet, but that's and, you go, and then you go to uh, uh, independent scene or um, show, and you're like, oh my, you guys do mm-hmm. stuff out there that I'm like, what? <laughs> so, anyways, but no, so I get, I get that. No, there's no way it's fake, you know. The best analogy somebody ever gave me was. Um, an ice skating analogy. He goes, and and do all ice skating. You have a partner, and you have this scripted thing. You go around. You guys skate around, and you throw her up. And if you don't catch her, she's gonna get hurt. Sure. Yeah. So your job is to catch her, and just like you guys work together, and you guys is to put. Yeah. So, anyways, I hate that question. I hate. Is it fake? You know, I don't. I just yeah. So mm-hmm. punitive damage. Um, 
what inspired you to to create the faction punitive damage and join join each other as a fraction and a faction in a SCW? Well, well, so actually, there there were three of us before Eric joined up, and so when I when I was still going through through the training, uh, our, our promoter, uh, he he's like, well, you know, you can manage, you can definitely talk. I got these these two heels, the the Sheik and, and VIP, and I want to put you here with them. And I think you can learn learn a lot from from the Sheik. So we're we're kind of doing that for for a few months. I'm the lawyer. I'm I'm the mouthpiece. And I think we were about three four months into that, and Eric started coming to training. And uh, the the first thing Hunter said was, "What am I going to do with two lawyers?" <laughs> I was like, well, why don't go on and have him team up with us. And yeah. uh, that was kind of the punitive damages gelling to, to what we are right now with the, the two of us and the and the Sheik. Okay. That's right. Yeah. I that know. Was, go, oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, no. I remember that. I remember that. I remember. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and he was asking, or, or I should say our trainer was asking me if I could do anything else. He's like, well, you got any other like, you know, characters? Are you, are you interested in even change, doing a new character? And I said, well, I've been kind of cooking this one for a few years now. I'm not really that interested because that was his thing. But then, like we, uh, you know, Chris said, let's let's just combine, which makes a lot of sense. And and the other thing too is, you know, because some of the guys in that particular faction were a little newer, and not that I'm some seasoned veteran, but I just had a, a few years in. Um, and just uh, that was kind of nice too, just to be able to kind of come in and um, have a, a just a few more years of experience. Um, like I said, certainly not a, a veteran by any, any stretch, but, uh, but that, that that made for a good pairing as well. Yeah. So, how does your style, each of your styles, complement each other during the, your ring time? Well, we've tagged a, a couple times. We we haven't really you know gone after after the tag titles or, or anything like that i think it, you know in the ring we're, we've now you know especially when we're ringside like you know last night we, we had these these title matches i, I think we're, we're much better about taking each other's cues planning things out yeah. um how we yeah. want to do that i think just in, in terms of, of promos we're, we're really coming together that's always been something we've, we've worked really well together with yeah i agree i think uh i think chris said you know a mouthful there literally you know that uh, he is very comfortable very confident uh working the mic and that's i've trained with uh i've had a few lead training sessions with wwe guys and they've said um you know in this business of professional wrestling wrestling will always be second and the ability to be entertaining will always be number one and so you know um if you can be good on the mic that's that's a very special skill that a lot of people don't have and even the biggest athletes or, or, or the biggest bodybuilders or the most skilled athletes you know may not necessarily possess that ability and so um so it's cool that uh, chris is so good and so confident on the mic um i enjoy getting on the mic too and so that's just kind of been one of the fun things too about pro wrestling is it so it lends itself so well is just kind of getting on the and, and talking to the crowd and kind of working them that way. So that's been a lot of fun. Okay. I'm going to save the other questions about you guys as a faction together, because I have, it's going to tie right into what happened last night. Um, so I'm going to get the, the kid questions out of the way um, that we're going to talk about fans and um, yeah. that we're going to get. Into, um, okay. So 
kid questions. I uh, take care of eight kids, and um, they gave me a bunch of questions last night at dinner. I love uh, it. Each of you, what's your favorite food? Sushi. Ooh, uh, uh, I like uh, uh, boneless chicken wings, dripping in sauce. All right. So does pineapple belong on, on pizza? No. No, absolutely no. not. No. Um, uh, what was your care? What would be your character in a movie? Mm. Depends on like, the movie, I suppose. Like who would who would play us or uh, what? What character would you be? I guess the the question oh. was. What character would you be and superpower would you use? I just read it again. In the ring, as a in the wrestling ring. From a, a movie? Any movie. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. I'll tell you, I'll answer for the for just to get a movie here. I would be uh Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Because then I'd I mean you saw how well Sub Zero did in Mortal Kombat, you know. Right. Hit him, hit him it, once, you're done. I, I would want Spider-Man's powers because obviously that helped him help him be right. Macho Man. Right. <laughs> nah. Well said. You mean bone saw, Freiberg. Yeah, bone, bone saw. saw. Bone <laughs> saw. <laughs> What's your favorite color? I I like black. I just I'm I'm boring. I like black. I'm just gonna say green. Who's your best friend in the business? Best friend in the business. I'd have to say probably Vargas. Me and Vargas have been hitting it off because uh, we're both from the same town, sat at the same lunch table freshman year in high school. All right. Uh, this guy, Tommy Gunn, talked to him yeah, quite, he's quite a, a bit. He's, he's a, a trainee referee we got in SCW. Great okay. attitude, too. I, we, we like Tommy. Yeah. What's, your favorite, what's your favorite potato chip? Salt and vinegar. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't really eat potato chips anymore. Okay. Um, oh, I mean, neither do I. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. You're you're quick to the point of salt vinegar. So I, I bet you don't eat those potato chips. Um, <laughs> I don't know why this question's asked, but I they wanted me to ask it. What is the first thing you do when you get out of bed? Mm. Check my phone. Okay. Yeah, for same thing. Ooh, yeah, I check, check emails and Facebook and Instagram, all that stuff. All right. Usually, I have to like read. Like tie up my hair or retie my hair because okay. it's I have a lot of it and it'll, it'll it's a mess. Okay, favorite TV show? Simpsons. Yeah. Of of all time, Simpsons. Yeah, like seasons two through eleven. Okay, and uh, what's your favorite sports team? Sports. Uh, the Chicago Cubs. I mean, of all time, you know, Bulls, but that's based mainly on the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. about since about 98, 99. We had something to be proud of in the 90s. And it was yeah. Chicago Yeah, Bulls. that was really was special. Uh, nothing yeah. nothing sense. All right. Cool, cool. That wraps up that part. So how <laughs> do you connect with your fans and how important are fans to you guys in the business? Mm. I mean, you know, the, the fans are everything because ultimately – you want to get a reaction, baby face heel. That's what it's what yes. it's all about. I think it's it's a little bit different. I I mean, I've always worked heel. And I I think Eric, you've always worked heel too, right? Yes. I mean, with yeah. one or two rare exceptions, majority time heel. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I you know I'll, I'll 
I'm always cordial to, to people before after after a show when I'm talking to them. Yeah. I, if anything, you know, I, I try and keep a, a distance and actually just try and be a, a dick to them when I when I'm out there. You know, I'm try, trying to to pick on people. You know, rub it in their face. You know, I'm so great that that type of thing. So I mean, that's that's typically my relationship with with mm-hmm. fans. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about, you know, there are, it's funny how there are certain fans that, you know, the fans in general are one thing, but then the, the particular fans that, you know, that I would actually consider a fan of you or of me as opposed to just wrestling or the particular promotion I'm at, those are fun too, because then, you you know, they'll have like, they'll give you a, a, a gift and, and by gift, I mean like it's a note and it's, it's kind of nice. And I got a little folder for my 8x10s and I just put those notes in my folder and so that's kind of fun, and that's always been special. Which is actually, like Chris was saying, kind of interesting because we usually work heel, so usually we're supposed to be hated. But you know, that's kind of the nature of the of post internet. You know, right? You, you kind of you turn it on, turn it off. Right, right. So I got a fan, uh, Rick uh, DeSanto, in here is one of my friends. He's like, "Where's SCW based out of? And is there TV?" So if you guys want to answer that. So right, right now we're running our. <laughs> Vance, uh, Illinois, which is near Kankakee, and we will have a Kankakee, Illinois show in uh, March. Uh, that's going to be at a bigger venue called the Majestic. Uh, you can find us on on YouTube uh, every Thursday. Currently on the uh, Southland Championship Wrestling uh, page, we're uh, posting uh, about an hour of, of content from from the most recent show. Uh, you can also follow the the Facebook page. Things get reposted on on there as well. So they also um, have a two show two. Well, they have high voltage, which is like mm-hmm. an NXT where the guys that aren't ready for the big over the main show, I guess. I don't know. Um, get to show up, showcase their talents and get them some yeah. ring time so that, they, you know, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. The, the high voltage is. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd even say that's a good point. It's a pre-show show and just kind of right. gives the fans something to do while they're coming in and getting situ or something to look at rather while they're coming in and getting situated and um and and ultimately um repetition for a wrestler or worker is one of the the best things about you know is or you can or is is one of the best things you can do to get better is just to get reps in so if it's a pre-show match in front of five people or if it's a main event match at the at a hot hot promotion from hundreds or a thousand it's still good to get a match in. it's still good to kind of t- to to be game speed take it seriously get a match in and so like i even uh, got to wrestle a little bit on our high voltage show last night and and like i said it was just nice to go out there and like and get and have a match and i just it's it's another you know it's another tally mark it's another repetition and another match that just kind of goes and then helps you limit, if, even if it's only a half a percent, you know, just a slow progression. Now you and guys, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I actually think most of our our fans are showing up for high voltage at this sure. point because that was just over the last year or so we started doing it as a pre-show. It used to be something that would just run out of the training center a few times a, a year, mm. so that it it does seem that it's actually become quite successful. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, Rick says he runs a site. ProWrestlingWire.com and do a lot of indie coverage and events. And we have a TV guy on our awesome. page. So, yeah. Do it. Um, Let's talk about brotherhood in the business and paying it back. Yeah. What, does it, what does that mean to you guys? Eric, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> sure. Oh, uh, so Brotherhood of Business. Yeah, I can start this one. Uh, but Brotherhood, yeah, it's just, I will say that, yeah, I mean, you know, when, when, it, when you're working together to produce something like a show like that, uh, or even if you're working together in training and, and you're all doing the same thing, you know, there obviously like any, any, you know, brotherhood, like, like a band of brothers, you know, I don't want to compare it necessarily to being in the same like infantry unit or platoon in a, in a war. But the idea, the idea is I even remember going to camp and just, you meet kids for a week you never met before, but you spend that week together. And for whatever reason, because you're in that time together, you, you build a little bit of a brotherhood and you build friendships and you, you, you create bonds and that's kind of uh and that's special. And, you know, and it, it, like I said, it's, it's, we, we have that in common, you know, but what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I, SCW, I, yeah, I've heard different things about different promotions, but SCW in particular, it's a very low drama uh, promotion. Every, everybody there is very chill. We all get along very well. We're, we're all watching out for each other and, and taking mm -hmm. care of each other. Um, I, and I, I think, you know, I've had guys, they ask me legal questions and things like that. And I know yeah. I, I needed anything, um, you, you know, I could, I, could, I could ask them. Um, in terms of, you know, paying it forward. Um, I, I think the, the vets there have been very, very good about that. You know, they, they'll put over the, the younger guys if that's what's what's best for yeah. for what what we're doing, the story, what's what's going going forward there. I mean, I've seen that in, in particular in a, in a number a number of guys. It's happened to me a couple of times, um, a, couple, a couple other guys that are that are coming up. Um, so I, I think you know, you kind of hear those horror stories that, that really came out of WCW in the nineties that, you know, that, does, that doesn't work for me, brother Hogan. Right now. Um, I think there's a, there's a very good philosophy of, of doing everything you can to, to, to help guys and, and, and give them advice and, and push everybody as far as, as they can be. Cause you know, we're, we're not all going to WWE or, or AEW. It's never been, been my, my plan i know i'm way too old for that but anything we can all contribute to the the guys who who can reach that level i, I think we're going to do so i'm not going to try to intermingle what happened last night and that's an scw and some other questions about your guys's faction but warren i got a question for you what would you like to say your thoughts and opinions of one guy named the apex Apex, wow. Well, he a, Apex is a very, very impressive guy. He he started training, uh, what almost a year after after I started. Uh, legit MMA fighter, uh, very very accomplished in in that realm. Uh, worked with him several times. I, I you know I've seen it. Other guys have seen it. Even though he's been in the business for for about a year, he wrestles like somebody who's been doing this five or six years. And I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Okay. So, with that said, back in September, were you afraid to go face-to-face -face against the Apex um, at the Battle Royal? And if so, is that why you had to uh, low-blow him to win before losing the, to Ref uh, Tommy? Is that, is that, is that why? You, you know, it's all about understanding the rules of the game, and the great thing about a Battle Royal is that there really are no rules and so when the opportunity arose he had hit me with his with his finisher that that ripcord spear and that's what had to be done 
to to win that match, or I thought I was going to win that match. That's that's what I was going to do. Yeah, hey, yeah, Warren. I felt like he was kind of leading the question there a little bit, you know. But <laughs> so why in that? I guess why then does it appear, even then last night, right? Why does it appear that you can't win a match without help from others? And this is now I see this on the YouTube channel when I'm watching. I hear about it. I'm just asking the questions because that's who I am. They call me huge pop the pot stewards. But so let's talk about that. Why do you think you have to? Why does it appear that you don't you can't win it by yourself? I I, I can win it by myself because at the end of the day, it's me pitting the the other other guy. But being a, a lawyer, I will always massage the rules and take advantage of the situation i don't i don't need these other people to win i i'm very accomplished in the ring myself but if the opportunity arises i'm going to take advantage of everything i can to win did you hear that Eric? that's what lawyers do did you hear what he thing. said did you hear what I he said no because i think it's i think it's humanly possible to build a house by yourself but why would you do that when you could get others to help you and get it done faster you know it right. seems silly but he just said he didn't need your help. He doesn't need you. That's what he I said. I think he's working smart, not necessarily working hard. Okay. But you, the, your guys are avoiding the, the question because he, he said he did not need you. So if you're a part of the faction, the punitive damages, and your guy up there, the, the champion, I guess you want to call him, of the NXT version of SCW, he doesn't need you, but yet it appeared that he needed you last night mm. to be to win that belt. Yeah, like I said, you know, he, he to Freiburg has his sights on that high voltage championship, which we were able to acquire last night. And the idea is we can't all technically hold the belt, that one belt. So maybe we get Sheiky his championship title. We get Schultze, his championship title. Freiburg has his championship title. And we all work together to all become champions, each in, each in our different title. So, like I said, as a group, that does he need me to win high voltage? Maybe not. But together, uh, we're stronger than we are apart, you know? So do you have a title? No. <laughs> okay, so. Almost, almost had one last night. Friedberg, Fried, but did, did was Friedberg out there to help you almost win that, that almost when that time was yeah we we had a little bit of a miscue um I it, it, it wasn't for lack of trying uh but uh you know we there was a bit of a miscue and unfortunately even though we were able to reobtain the high voltage championship for punitive damages uh we were uh unable to get that steam hollow brewmaster championship that I was gunning for. Um, but they tell me next time, and I, I what, where am I? You know what, what? What am I left with? I just. I, I, I wonder go what on. that. I wonder why that miscue mis happened. I wonder why that miscue happened. Uh, why did them? I don't know. That's. You know, I, I mean, I was. Interesting... I was there at ring, ringside in the ring at one point, trying to help Schultz. We we both could have walked out of Arctic Takedown with 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 titles. Schultz did not want my help for whatever reason. That's true, Schultz. You didn't want his help. I don't have. I have a hard time believing that you didn't want his help. 
It's not that, oh, I, I wanted help. Trust me, we're, we're stronger together. It was just, I had disqualified myself in the first part, of, in, in the high voltage part of the night. And I did not want to have to see that happen again because this was a singles match against me and Mulligan. It wasn't a gauntlet, you know? So I knew Freiburg was still going to come out and, and be legal for his portion of that gauntlet match. But in this singles match, it was like, hey, I can't risk getting disqualified and, and then just losing the shot altogether. You know, we needed to just kind of be a little bit smart. And before I could even communicate that, that to him, Mulligan pushes me into him. I get distracted. Freiburg flies out of the ring. And it, it just all kind of went downhill from there. It seems like there's a little bit of cracks in this um, faction with, I mean, somewhere, somehow. And um, I, I think Matt, stu- I think Apex is right. You're afraid of the Apex. I mean, oh. that's it. If that I was in the that. back of your that. mind. I saw that. I see that he said that. Well, any foundation of any mansion, a mansion even, is going to need some repairs. Uh, you're going to need to do some maintenance. And and so that's what we've done. We've reconvened and we're talking and we're going to, you know, address certain issues. Right, Chris? I have my title. I said that was priority number one. Jeez. And after your little whatever last night i told you next time we will get you a title see he avoided that question you see that eric he avoided that question well he well at, like a true lawyer like a true lawyer you know after just, law freiburg i think i think maybe politics is oh, in your, i, is, I i've always said i'd be it'd be an amazing president i i mean I, the way you, you or or the white house press secretary i mean the way yeah. you can kind of dodge oh, just, the just like just like jesse pressure. ventura run for governor first win that but i'll, oh, I'll take it go. all the way there you go <laughs> second ever wwe hall of famer president that's my goal so so do you believe that you are the biggest heel faction in the business or is it sabotage it's us. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we saw Sabotage lose the uh, the heavyweight title last night. So, yeah, they still have the, the tag titles. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, maybe maybe we will go for those. We haven't <sighs> once. We haven't even once gone for them. We should try for them. And I'll bet yeah. if we did, we'd, we would swoop those up, too. I, yeah. I would say this. I won't embarrass anybody. I won't embarrass anybody and ask you to name me two members of Sabotage because I don't think most people could. But um, but uh, but what I'm saying is, you know, I think if you ask any Southland Championship wrestling fan who the biggest who who they the the, the faction that they dislike the most, I promise you it's going to be punitive damages. So Apex is saying that SCC is coming for that spot. (laughs) (laughs) SCC, you know what? Apex. Is is a kid at the toy chest, and he's just he's playing make believe. All right, you know this is reality. Hey, Apex would 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 need a partner. As far as I know, he's a, he's a uh, soap yeah. black right now, and, <laughs> and Schultz and I are right here. We're we're ready to go. Give us no, give us the tag title shot. Well, maybe a few hiccups, a few hiccups every now and again, but generally there has been good synergy with us. Um, but uh, hopefully we can maintain that. Not see we can like I said, Chris, maybe at the next meeting. The next period of damage to me, we can address some of these miscues because we'll uh, talk. We'll talk. my shoulder is is feeling a little naked. You know, I'd like or, or you know, I'd like to have some some championship gold. Like I said, by all means, by all means, you had that shot last night. Shoulder. 
What's By that? all means, you had, you had that shot last night, but your partner up here, unlike there's you, like, there's, that, two I'm more, like, there's two more belts. There's two more unlike, belts there. unlike you helping him get that belt, he decided oh. to bail on you and leave you standing. You know, I, you know I see what's happening here. You're you're very clearly trying to get a rise and and, and cause some some uh, dissension among the ranks with punitive right. damages. And I'm well, seeing right through you, and I won't. Uh, I won't give you the satisfaction, sir. Okay. So I brought this. The Sheik is the number one client of the punitive damage. And mind mm. you, he's he's not here, obviously. Yes. What? So what do you say? What? Why is it about the money, or what is 100%. it? Yeah, Sheik pays us great. He's a Sheik. He's uh he's got that oil money. Um, he's got and antiquities from the richest families of all the of the five richest kings of Saudi Arabia. So I can't I can't help but think, Cy, uh, Freiburg, that somewhere down the road soon, money talks to Eric for sure. Somewhere down the road, do you feel that Eric and uh, Sheik are going to turn on you? Or have you already turned on them, by the way, with getting that championship belt? The sheik, the sheik pay, it pays us both. I, I, I've seen the, the, the receipts. I don't think there is any reason that anyone would, would be turning on that. Now, you know, as, as lawyers, sometimes we, we disagree on things, but it's all about finding that common ground. So we maybe have a little bit of a disagreement that I have a book belt and Eric does not. Uh, but we are we are going to to keep talking. And I think we will come to a resolution that ultimately all, all sides are pleased with. So do you have to do you count on your partners all the time? Or can't you can you win a belt by yourself? Sure. I I, I won it by myself last night. Like, yeah, it was a gauntlet match, but ultimately it was a it was a sixth match. And and you know, this is my second time winning the high voltage title. The, the first time I, I I was I didn't have uh, Eric or the Sheik out there with me. Good point. Good point. Okay. So What's eluding you from winning the um, the big belt? Why did you have to go back to the NXT version of SCW to win the belt? Couldn't you, well, couldn't you couldn't you get it done on the main roster? Well, there was some some unfinished business there with Turtle. I was unpleased with displeased with the circumstances that he took that belt off of me and and Travis T the the uh, Booker of of high voltage i i felt that he was very unfair to me and when i asked him very nicely for for an immediate uh rematch he said he denied that and he kept messing with me he kept saying well it was going to be sometime in 2024 so eric went to 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 court or pulled some strings i don't know how he did it there's an nda we can't go go into too many details uh but the fact of the matter is we started 2024 got the rematch and i am high voltage champion again which is what really matters yeah. What really matters, right? Did you hear that, Eric? What really matters? That well. Okay, I'm just I'm just wanting you to hear. Different. It, we may be in the same group, but we also have our individual aspirations okay. and goals. Okay, as long as you're clear, as long as you're good at that, as long as you're good with that. So, no. talk to us about what this non-disclosure clause, and how did this get that? How did that? How did he get to this? Um, into this gauntlet match? It's non-disclosure clause. I, I think the very nature of an NDA means I can't really go into it. Um, oh, but oh, needless I to say, say, you know, we had, uh, you know, we we had like any good group, 
We, we were on the same page, you know, read the art of war by the general Sun Tzu. All battles are won before they're ever fought. So we had a game plan and far be it for me to divulge what that game plan is. A good magician doesn't reveal his secrets. Well, I'm not asking to reveal your secrets. I'm just saying. You know what happened is, is, is you said, I, I, I need damages <clears throat> to win. Well, you know, sometimes they're, they're a liability in, in December. I lost the match because of something that Eric did when he hit me over the head with his, with his, with his briefcase. So sometimes punitive damages can cost me a match. And after that, I said, Eric, enough is enough. You need to make this up to me. And one way or another, you are going to get me a high voltage title shot. He worked his magic. It's it's very clear that he and, and Travis T cannot go into details, but we had the rematch. It ended up being a gauntlet match. And like I said, most importantly, I am high voltage champion again. There that statement is again, Eric. And I got to say, Eric, to me, appears through this conversation, appears to be a team player. As the, yes. guy, as the guy above is self-oriented. He's a team player that got me my belt. I mean, that, that's, like I said, what is important here? Apex says it right. I, I smell dysfunction in the punitive damage. There, you know. So, know I, I got to applaud you, Eric. I got to applaud you, man. You're a team player. I get that. You took one for the team, which I, or what you think is the team, and this your guy above always is taking saying it's what I deserve. What I, you said that three times in this conference last ten minutes. What I deserve, right? I well, see. Oh, go! I was just gonna say that's fair. I see. I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going with this. I, I apologize, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, uh, maybe you know there there could be some more, uh, especially now. That the high voltage championship is back with Freiburg. Maybe, maybe now we can just kind of put that aside and maybe focus a little bit on on Schultz. You know, I don't know. Like I said, we'll have to discuss that. Freiburg may indeed be still focused. I don't mean to speak for you. You may indeed still be focused on on now that you have the belt. You can still be focused on just defending it or maintaining it or establishing a long and and uh, uh, prestigious reign with the high voltage belt. And I also kind of resent the implication that the high voltage belt is somehow substandard as compared to the quote, big belts, as you put it, um, because it's championship gold. And if it's championship gold, I don't care if you wear it on your ring, your ear or around your waist, it belongs in punitive damages. Fair, fair. Okay. I mean, there, there are, I've met guys who have been in the business for seven, eight years and never won any belt at all. So that's fair. Yeah, the, the, that's fair. But um, soon we got to get me one, Freiburg. We got to hey, get me one. I'm, like I'm like you said, you know, not number I'm one. I, I, now we need to focus got on you keeping this belt as long as possible. And I expect to have another long, long reign here. Okay. And then we'll have a little bit of time too to get you a belt. That, that box has been checked. Now it's time See, for Schultz. See, he, he's more about Schultz. It's more about keeping what Schultz was given to him by or helped get and and protecting that. Because that's what he just said, right? He said, yeah. focus on me getting it and protecting it. And then maybe we'll think about talking to about you, Eric. Yeah, well, so, we're going to have to well, – well, maybe we'll need to realign or reassess the nature of our association or at least – 
the nature of our goals and uh, just kind of maybe uh, make some calibrations as it so were. I guess my question to you, Schultz, is why do you think it takes – why do you have to do the dirty work, all the dirty work for, for Warren up there? Why? Why do I have to – you know – well, the first thing that comes to my mind is if you want something done, you have to do it yourself, you know? And and it's like we, we agreed as a group. I thought we were on the same page. We're going to get gold. And we're going to do that together like the Three Musketeers, one for all for one. So we get Chris, his championship title. Um, he, we, he, we, we kind of stumbled at the finish line, at getting me my championship title. Sheik has, sits on gold. He has all kinds of gold. That's why he's the money man. Um, we, we can get him a championship as well. But right now, it's about uh, figuring out how we can get Schultz back in a title shot situation, be it that brewmaster, soon-to-be lawmaster championship title, or the Genesis title, or, hey, maybe James Creed. I come in and take that newly don't don't get too used to it is all I'm saying. Don't get too used to that Southland Championship heavyweight championship title because maybe Eric Schultz is coming for it. Who knows? We got a good question by Apex again as well. When's VIP coming back? Who's VIP? Oh, you know, I I I own the rights to 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 VIP. And yeah. we might we might see VIP back. Well, one, one yeah. day soon. Stay tuned on a third on a Sunday in February. You'll see yeah. VIP because he'll be on my podcast. See, I don't play I don't play favorites, right? I just no. I just ask the questions. And I do Is have to say in time to have this interview. No. Okay. He, he should and not I, legally be using that name. Okay. Yeah, let us know when that's happening because we could probably uh Thank you, Fiber. That's thank you. Well said. VIP is too fast and furious. You guys can't yeah, keep up with go. them. Toretto, as I, I, yeah. as I believe the name goes. I don't I don't, I don't own Donovan Toretto, but VIP is Unfortunately, my we legal don't. property. No. So maybe, we'll, okay. well, maybe I'll go for that next. Hey, we Freebird. can put that on anybody else too. Maybe we just find somebody at the training center sometime and just assign them that. That name. And they I, can, I mean, they I can, can I can be VIP if you I want. I, I can change my name. Schultz, you could be VIP. I, I'll, I, that, you know, that's not the title I was looking for. I was looking for a championship title, but you know, Rack and Tour is a good title. Maybe, maybe a very important person is a, is a good title too. Who knows? I had, I did, I couldn't help but notice what you said, Schultz. Uh, when he asked that that last question about um dirty dirty work. You said it. I think it was similar to. I'm not. I, I probably won't get it right. Paraphrasing it, but it might be in some legal trouble. But who, I don't care. Um, you said someone has to take charge to get it done, and yet and it's you. So what you're basically saying is your champ up here, Freeberg, couldn't do it. So you had to step in to make sure shit got done right. Mm. And if yeah. it, even even if it wasn't to your benefit. Mm. Well, like I said, uh, you know, the, the goal of punitive damage as a fashion as a group is to have every one of our members wearing some kind of belt. Wow. And again, if I see my, uh, my, my compatriot in need of assistance and I know 
that I can help out, why not? And I know that they would do the same for me. And if they don't, um, if they trip up like what happened last night, right? You know, then I, I just I'm at their their mercy. We're gonna have to try again, but uh, or maybe just re like I said, reevaluate our goals or uh, reevaluate the hierarchy within the group, which is something we've never really talked about, which could be maybe a pain point, but also maybe it could strengthen us. I don't know. Right. I don't so, think we need to talk about rearranging the hierarchy. Well, they, I, I, we, I like the hierarchy. We it. We'll schedule a meeting. Let's just schedule uh, a meeting with Cheeky. I don't think we need to talk about that. See, what do you think? Let me ask Freiberg a question. If you had to rank the members of punitive damages one through three, how would you rank them? I mean, there's me, and then that's between you and Cheek. Okay. See, he but can't even he can't even say your name. He, he can't even put you in a you. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but he put himself at the top. Yeah, he put yourself at the top, didn't you? The one with the belt. Yeah. So All clearly, right. I am number one. Got a and yeah, okay. You and Sheik. This is good. You know, this has been. I don't even feel like this is an interview. So much as it's like counseling. Now I feel like we're we're in we're in like marriage counseling, and things are coming out. And, and that uh, hey, I it, it's an it, interview. It, look, it was a trick question. The logical answer is that the champion is number one. <laughs> you know what it is? It's hey, all this I, gotcha journalism that we're being subjected to here. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just based on watching the YouTube channel, hearing what happened last night, watching it a little bit on the Facebook. I'm just putting two or two together, and it seems to me that you do all the dirty work, Eric, and Warren just sits back and collects the gold, and then he's bragging that. Then he put, then he can't even put you at two. We all do dirty work. We all do dirty work. But see, he That's can't even put you team. at. He can't even put you at number two. It's he said but the he exact. Didn't put me at three. That was a very good legal loophole. He kind of left it vague. Uh, he didn't I, put I you at number two there. either. He didn't put you at number two either. So I had to just... put myself at. I I think I had to put myself at number one, and then I can have, and then Freiburg and and Sheiky oh, oh, oh. can kind of debate. You know, maybe maybe when you get a belt down the line, you can oh. maybe be number one. Maybe, but Ooh, you gotta get a belt this cat's sure. got claws. So so, Freiburg, when would you offer this guy up a uh, a championship match? Yeah, it's a good he, question. He deserves it. Actually, actually, he's the one that was the reason why you got the belt last night. So when does this young man have a shot at your title? Oh, my title. I mean, there's no reason for, for Eric to have a shot at my title. We don't, we, don't, we don't need to do that. But there are three other single, singles belts. There are, are, are the tag, tag belts. There's even the women's belt. There's certain loopholes. Maybe he could even get a shot at that. I don't, I don't know. That's right. But, Who's the women's champion? I don't pay attention. Angel. So Ooh, there's maybe fear, yes. There's there's fear in your champ's voice. I could see maybe uh I could see maybe gunning for the yeah. for so, so we, we know how to get how to get title shots. We we've had there's, plenty of of title shots, so it's just a matter of time until Eric gets another one and I, we will get him one of those other ones. Okay. I I'll it'll be between you two, but I watch enough of your YouTube stuff. I play once a week on I I um, do watch alongs with it. On the YouTube channel, Warren, you seem to be very feisty, self-centered, and belligerent in your promos, so to speak, with the rest of your group. Schultz, how does that make you feel? Mm, I think any anybody who's confident, any man especially who's confident, 
is usually accused of being self-centered and arrogant when really they're just very sure of themselves. And I'm speaking from experience. So Warren, again, might his, his, his uh, priorities might be a little bit self-centered, but don't make no mistake. He's not arrogant. He's just a confident man, just like me. That's how lawyers are. So I'm going to reference the tribal chief. Okay. Roman Reigns. All right. Oh, Roman Reigns. I see. Championship belts. Championship belt got to his head. And it caused friction in between amongst the family. I see. Roman Reigns is sitting right above you. All selfish with that belt. Having you guys, having his bloodline do the work to eventually crumble. And when that happens, come WrestleMania 40, and he loses to Cody Rhodes, he's going to have no members at his side. First question is for Freeberg. Are you ready for that? And second, Eric, don't you see the similarities? The championship belt got to his head. His arrogance, his crumbling. What's it going to do? The what is it going to do to you and Sheet going forward? Do you trust him after after all? He wasn't there to have your back last night. What's that look like going forth in the C, in the SCW? Well, I think like I said from the start, I'm I'm a Roman Reigns Reigns fan. He doesn't necessarily need other people to win. He just understands how the rules work, which is it it is what we do as well. So I wouldn't say that Roman Reigns is going to win that or lose that title anytime soon. I don't think I'm going to lose my my title anytime soon. And the the big difference between the bloodline and punitive damages is families fight and screw each other all the time. What unites punitive damages is money. And as long as the money and the gold is there, we're going to be just fine. Um, and, and to my part, actually, I didn't realize until you were saying it, but yeah, there are actually some good comparisons to punitive damages and the bloodline and what's going on there and that there are uh, some members of the faction who seem to be kind of directing all of the attention, all of the focused on themselves and the other members of the faction are just kind of ancillary members or supportive members. And, um, and that's where I think maybe we need to have a, uh, you know, a discussion about the hierarchy of the faction. And, um, and if it's not what I want to hear, then maybe Maybe there's going to be some other kind of conversations that I may not want to have, but I'm hoping that's not going to be the case. I'm hoping you that's not going to be the case. You say that, and I want to ask you, because you have those feelings, is that why it appeared that you were reluctant to congratulate Freiburg last night when he won, that, when he won his big fight, when he won his title? Were you, is there some reluctant. animosity? Is there some reluctance? Why were you reluctant? My my hesitation, uh, reluctance. I I feel like uh, when Freiburg won, I thought I was pretty excited. I mean, because for me, like the A team, I love it when a good plan comes together, and that's what we had planned was to bring the high voltage championship back. I didn't even say back. If you'll notice, I didn't say 
back on or, or, or with Eric Schultz, I'm going to win that high voltage championship. I said, we're going to win that. I said, the, the high voltage championship is coming back to punitive damages. All right. Now, the reluctance, the hesitation, or a little bit of the, I don't know, I guess the, the, the bad attitude came after I lost my match. Naturally, emotions were high and I was a little hot. And like I said, hopefully we can avoid that in the future. I mean, we're we you know we're approaching the end of the show, but I just want to reiterate what happened last night, which affected you and uh, Eric Schultz, champion and Eric Schultz, right? Um, in regards to the title that Warren won last night, the question is again, we're going to revert revisit this: Why does it have to always be centered around you, Mister Freiberg? Why does it all? always have to be that's a very good question around, around around me well you know i and i almost hate to use this, this comparison but look at look at the shield uh you know seth rollins was the architect of the the shield so that was something that that really did have to ultimately be about him now i i, I mean i don't want punitive damages to end up like like the shield did but when I am the the architect of punitive damages, well, to some extent, it, it does have to revolve around me. When when I built this, and I am the the most successful member uh, to date. Now we will will get belts for other members, but for now, I I have to be the priority. All groups need mm. a, a leader, and that's just what I am. Don't so you? So what I hear you saying is mm -hmm. you're more superior than those two other guys. I didn't say I was superior. I just said that I I am I am the leader. I I'm I am the rainmaker of our of our little law firm here. So yes, I am a a step above the rest because when when everyone has listened to me, I have been successful, and thus the group has been successful. Mm -hmm. Well, I the way I see it is moving forward, there are two paths for punitive damages. There's the path of let's be a team where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Or there's the path where we're too individualistic and someone like, I won't name any names, but maybe one in the group could Beyonce their way out of the group and just kind of leave the other two like jet engines of a rocket ship that just kind of fall away once they've hit the space, you know, and leave the atmosphere. So I'm hoping we can maintain a team because Freiburg and I can be a good tag team. We can, uh, along with Sheik's uh, funding and his backing, you know, we can be a force to be reckoned with. He's the steak, the substance, the nutrition. I'm the sizzle. Okay. I'm kind of what keeps things uh, interesting, so to speak. You know, that's why I got the bedazzles on my collar and on the suspenders. That's the steak and the sizzle. That's a good pairing. But if he wants to Beyonce his way out of the group, then, you know, I I, I can't help but, uh, but you know, take take exception to that. So you're asking, you're talking Sheik Beyonce in his way out of the group? Yeah, I could totally see Sheik Beyonce in his way. No, no, Sheik is our, he's our, he's our money man. And so you're talking him. so so you're referencing Beyonce to your champ. I'm I might have been referencing 
the only one. Who so what I hear, ch- hey champ. So what I hear him say is they don't need you. They don't need. They don't need me. I didn't say that. You're putting they words said. in your mouth. No, they Your said. Honor, the judge. Your Honor, they, the, they said. The they said. He said. She has the money. He has the skills, and this other guy needs to Beyonce his way out of the out of their faction. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm hoping that is what will not happen. I say, let's stay a team. Freiburg, I think. And maybe that, that worked team. out pretty well for Beyonce in the end. So I'm, I'm not sure if that's the, the best comparison to make there. Yeah. See? And then I'm going to be stuck like Kelly Rowland just making <laughs> gospel albums. There you go. Unbelievable. But guys, it's been real. Um, so I'm going to give you guys each a minute or so to air your differences. Who you got to shout out? Do you have anybody you want to shout out to? Say, hey. Who's next? I know VIP is going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. Um, you have anything to say to Hunter Payne? Anything to say to Apex? Uh, then we'll close the show. And I want to, don't go anywhere. I'll, I'll talk to you guys in the green room. I don't care who's first. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and start. Uh, I mean, you did, for- you're the one that doesn't have the belt. I mean, I guess so. You might as well, right? Yeah. But looking to the future, I feel like I kind of already said it, but just to put a bow on it, you know, my hope is that punitive damages can go forward as a team instead of individuals looking and being more looking out after or being more interested in their own personal goals and objectives. Well said. Well said. Yeah, uh, punitive damages. I expect this will be a big year for us in in 2024. We've already. Uh, got one belt, and I think more will will come here in in the That's future. What I'm so I'm about. That's what I'm hoping forward for. to it, and a That's long, and a long reign with my belt in particular. Huge pop wrestling fans, um, I would pay attention to SCW. You can check SCW out once a month um, as we do a watch along of their events, uh, where you're going to see Mr. Arrogant Champion, Mr. Freiburg. Uh, Hopefully keep his belt. Um, but if uh, I have a feeling if Eric Schultz and the Sheik have something to do it with it, that won't happen. Uh, I see some animosity in the group. Um, I see a split coming up. I I think there's some weak areas which Speculation. is caused, speculating. Which is caused Objection. by arrogance. Which is caused by arrogancy, which is caused by selfishness, which is caused by everything that Freiburg has said he is without saying those words. Uh, when you refer to yourself as the champion, the one that matters, the guy, and then we leave Freiburg, or then we leave Schultz on here, who basically won the belt for Freiburg last night, and then when he needed help, Freiburg was nowhere around to help him, and it was over because why? Because the champion is selfish. But fans, pay attention to SCW. Um, there's more uh, guests to come, like the famous at VIP. Um, Anna, before we go, Anna Zane, these douches. Anybody want to ref? Anybody want to <laughs> respond to that? I, she, that's an inside joke we have. Yeah. She All actually right. really loves me. She does, just like the champion up there does, right? No, he's a douche. He loves us. <laughs> he's a douche. Okay. Maybe, maybe she'll she'll join us one day. Ooh, so, she's lucky. Um, well, I gotta say, guys, keep fans keep keep in tune to us um, to um, Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast as we do weekly shows with um, SCW. 
maybe these guys will come face to face on a Friday night face off when uh, it's time for Eric Schultz to take off the belt off of the champion here. Because I have a feeling that's coming really don't, soon. So don't tempt me. Stop tempting me. You champion, champion, you better continue going to the gym and working, eating your training and eating your vitamins because Eric Schultz down here is coming for you. I have yeah. a feeling. Yeah, SCW, FCW yeah. fans, I'll thank you guys for watching. My noodle arms. There you go. And uh, <laughs> I've kicked both of their asses, yeah. she says. So, anyways, it's actually true. Thank you, everybody, for joining in the podcast. Thank you, um, Champion Freeberg and Eric Schultz for joining in. I wish she could have been here. I would have been mm -hmm. curious to what the guy that doesn't say anything has to say. But um, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate her uh, SCW and um, don't let anywhere. Thank you, Hoosepot fans. We love you. All my dogs, make some noise up in this house. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then you have to knock out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then you have to knock out. Fight with Adrian Whisper is like a fight with the devil. Because when he's dealing with you, you cannot get on this level. Fight with Adrian Whisper's like like a fight with a king, it's like a fight with an army, they got the tanks and everything. He's leaving roses and stitches, possibly leaving you crippled. Cause when he sets up the table and sends you straight through the middle, takes a good decree, beat that ass with a light bulb. Leave a piece of glass embedded in the back of your skull. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know it's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know it's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out.